And I was like, so I'm going to go do telemarketing. So, which also sucks. <laughs> I was a telemarketer, but I was doing this on purpose because like pressure creates amazing systems. I've spent the last two years learning from the best social media entrepreneurs out there and implementing the skills and ideas they have taught me in order to grow two successful social media businesses. After some time though, I realized that social media was only part of the story. As I expanded my network, I kept finding young entrepreneurs with multi-million or even billion dollar businesses that weren't doing anything on social media. Instead of building their personal brand and selling courses, these entrepreneurs were solving massive market needs by creating the next Airbnb or Uber. But the real question is, as a young entrepreneur, which of these options is best for us? Social media influencer or startup founder? That's where this podcast comes in. With a mix of interviews with people from both sides of the aisle, you can see what appeals to you and how you can take the steps to start and grow your business immediately. Join me and follow along as I sit down with some of the top social media influencers and startup founders in the world to ask the most important questions and extract the information you need without the fluff you don't. My name is Apple Kreider and welcome to Young Smart Money. Welcome back. Welcome back. I am so excited to be here today with the one and only Stephen Larson. So if you guys don't know who Stephen Larson is, um, you haven't been listening to my content closely enough because Stephen is someone who uh, I have huge admiration for. He is one of the really two people whose podcasts I consistently listen to. Um, it's really, yeah, I mean, as far as podcasts go, actually, it's pretty much exclusively him. Um, and then there's like one or two guys whose YouTube channels I'll consistently watch. Um, but but other than that, like I really don't consume that much uh, content from the same people uh, on a consistent basis. But Steve is one of those people. So when I had the opportunity to interview him, I knew I had to get in on that because he has some really valuable information when it comes to sales funnels. And uh, for those of you guys that don't know, uh, building funnels is my primary uh, source of income. That's what I do for money. Uh, the podcast, as you guys have noticed, there's no ads on here. So um, this is exclusively just value for y'all. And then I make my money elsewhere. So uh, I, I do a lot with funnels. I'm super fascinated by people who have had a lot of success with funnels. And uh, Steve is someone who has definitely, definitely had a lot of success with funnels. So we're going to dive all into that, how he uh, made his first million with uh, sales funnels, how he, he quit his job. He actually worked at ClickFunnels, which is uh, the funnel building software that I use. I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with ClickFunnels, so we'll dive a little bit deeper into that, um, how he got that job. It's it's crazy, crazy story. See, th this dude has done some wild, wild things that we're going to get into throughout the podcast, but like he, he definitely has done some crazy stuff and is going to show you guys like Sometimes you do need to take those those unusual actions, those actions that other people aren't willing to take because the payoff can be pretty significant. And for Steve, it, it definitely has been. So we're going to be talking all about that. We're going to be talking about funnels. We're going to be talking about uh, creating an offer. We're talking about so much amazing stuff in this interview, man. I was just really, really excited to be sitting down with Steve and like, dude, this, the whole interview, he's just spitting so much value. Like I've already gone back and listened to this thing a couple times because I'm just like, he, he said so many really valuable things that I just, I couldn't even process it all when it was happening. So had to go back process it, digest it. Uh, but but Steve is somebody, again, he's got some massive value to share. I'm excited to have him on the show. So um, without further ado, uh, let's let's turn it over to Steve and uh, just let him blow y'all's minds with some amazing, amazing information, stories, all that good stuff. 
All right, Steve, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. So for the listeners that aren't as familiar with uh, who you are and what you've been up to over the last couple of years, um, I want you to sort of walk through the process of quitting your job and then building up your business to that million dollar mark. I think this uh, quick journey here will give them a pretty uh, descriptive understanding of uh, sort of who you are and where you came from. So uh, could you do that for us? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, um, you know, you go through college, I was doing what everyone said to go do. And uh, I was going for a marketing degree. And, uh, and I realized rather quickly that um, what I was being taught in college was not actually going to translate to a good job or good money or <laughs> something I wanted sure. to do. Basically realized it was going to take my soul. You know, I was like, <laughs> I don't fit in this. It's, it's going to suck. And uh, if someone's listening or watching now and they're like, hey, they're sitting in school. I'm not against school. I, I love that I went to college. It taught me how to think better. It taught me how to learn. I'm glad I did it, but like, it's not also how you make money. And so I sit, I sat there and I remember I was sitting in one of my classes. I was like, I got to learn like a tangible skill. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not getting anything from this, you know? And uh, I was about, I was going to graduate like three years from, from that time. I had that thought. And so I started learning about these things called sales funnels. And all you do with the sales funnel is just an automated way to sell stuff usually on the internet. And so I was like, I'm going to become the best sales funnel builder in the world. Right. And <laughs> was I, I have no idea, but I started pursuing that. And, uh, and life was busy. I was in the army. I was married. I had kids. Um, I was full-time school. And so squeezing out like two or three hours a day, that's all I could. Um, sometimes, sometimes much less than that to just focus on funnel building skills. And so I was like, I'm going to learn this piece and now let's go through this course. And I mean, I was like, actively trying to just drink deeply and uh, was taking whole notepads of notes going through the next guy's course and the next guy's course. Finally, uh, you know, I started getting more and more familiar with this Russell Brunson guy, you know, and he started, uh, he was, he, he was like, Hey, I got this company called ClickFunnels, you know, go get an account at ClickFunnels. And the moment I saw ClickFunnels, I was like, this is awesome. All right. This is just like, holy crap. I was already wasting so much money trying to get people to build websites and he's like, stop that, go build these funnels, right? And then I was like, I'm gonna be the best funnel guy ever. And it just increased my conviction. Well, so I started building funnels. I was like, there's no better way to learn than to actually do the real thing. So all I did is I was, I was, I was going to college, a small college town, and uh, we were living on loans because you couldn't get a job. There's so many students that they're paying like mm. three bucks an hour, literally. Jeez. You know, I was like, I can't work five of those and make it. <laughs> so yeah. we're living on loans, you know? And, um, and so I was like, I got to learn the skill set. So when I'm done, like, or I can launch some, a, a funnel during college to actually pay for stuff. So all I did is I was like, I've got to try this funnel thing more and made a huge list of all these companies and started just shotgun emailing all of them. Hey, I know you don't know me. I know my eyes are giant. Like, <laughs> why don't you come? Let me build this funnel for you. I know you don't know what that is. I'll build it for free. If it makes money, do you agree that we can at least just start talking about me getting paid? But if it doesn't work, no harm, no foul. And they were like, all right. So I chose the one that looked like it would be the easiest win. Um, you know, they had a big customer list. They sold a product that was like a thousand bucks, you know, more than a thousand bucks. So I only needed to make a couple of months to really make a big dent. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of stacked all cards in my favor and dove into this company. And I built up their funnels and I launched it and I did this process. It took me like probably two or three months because his life was busy, you know? Yeah. And uh, I remember I t we turned the funnel on and it was like 10 grand, 20 grand, 
30 grand. I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. It was more money than I'd ever seen in my life. And it wasn't mine. You know, I was making it for the company yeah. that I was doing it for. But I was, it was so validating. I was like, this is so fun, man. And then I go, you know, 40 grand and 50 grand. And I, I start chatting with them. I was like, can I get paid? You know, and, <laughs> and uh, uh, I started building for other companies and other companies and other companies. And by the time I, you know, college was almost over, Russell had this event called Funnel Hacking Live. And uh, it was in San Diego. And I, I, that was a, quite a flight away for me, you know, at that time. We didn't have money for me to get a plane, a hotel, the event, which was like, you know, 700 bucks. And, um, and so I started trading funnels for plane tickets. You know, and I'm sure you know Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. That dude's a beast, right? I love that guy. And I was uh, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And he's like, rich people ask, how can I afford it? And poor people ask, say, I can't afford it. So I was like, I got I to gotta think like a rich person. I'm dead broke. But how do I think like a rich person? You know? And so I was like, how can I afford it? And so I started trading these funnels for plane tickets to the event and building a funnel for the hotel nights and building a funnel for the, you know, and um, for the event ticket. And I basically bootstrapped my way to this event. And we, I fly over there and I land and I didn't have enough money to feel like I could spend money on a taxi. So I rented a bike, like a <laughs> pedal bike and freaking put my luggage over my shoulder and balanced on this bike, riding literally to funnel hacking live on a bike and threw the bike in a bush and uh, hit it in there because I needed it for later and um, went in and to go register. And what happened next, you guys got to know, like, I don't know where you are in life or whatever's happening, but the pursuit of something that's larger than you, right? And, and you saying, this is what I want to go do with my life. And you're, you're vocal about that stuff starts to align for your sake. I believe that to my core. Mm. So I walked in the event hall and I go to register and the guy does a double take. He goes, hey, you're that guy. And this is what he said. You're that guy pulling off all that Star Wars ninja crap on our software, right? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm just building funnels. He's like, you are. I want you to work here. I was graduating in five days. Wow. And, uh, or in, uh, in a week and a half at that time. And uh, I was like, holy crap. And I registered for the event and I walk away from it. And I called my dad and I was like, dad what if I worked for ClickFunnels? I never thought about it. I didn't want to work. I, it was not part of my goal. Well, the event goes on. I get four more job offers to work at ClickFunnels from different people inside ClickFunnels. And um, eventually as the event was coming to an end, I didn't barter enough hotel nights for the funnels I was trading. I didn't know that. So I stayed up the whole last night in the lobby. <laughs> it's bootstrapping this thing, man. It's like, whatever, you know, just feel the pain a little bit. It doesn't matter. Pain goes away. And so I, uh, um, <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm going to apply. So I applied to work at ClickFunnels and uh, two days later I got a call and I was back at my, our little freezing apartment in the old college town. They said, Hey, do you want to come do an interview? And I was in the middle of my final semester during finals and I got in the car and I left and drove to ClickFunnels and uh, <laughs> which was a ways and uh, drove and uh, walked on in there. And I thought I was applying for a support role. Like, let me just go be support. Proximity yeah. is power. Yeah. You know, to get around the right people. And there, there's a lot that comes from that over time. And so I was like, I'm just, if anything, I just want to be near Russell Brunson. So let me just be support. And so I sat down, I do an interview with the first guy. And then they have me kind of like wait in a room. And I'm trying not to freak out. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is Russell Brunson. Like, oh my gosh. And they, they go, we want you to meet Russell. And I was like, 
what? So he sat down. And you ever seen Seinfeld? The show no. Seinfeld? It's like the way that one of the main characters like opens the door. He goes flying in the door. And he had t-shirt <laughs> and shorts on with no shoes or socks. And I was like, I like this guy. I already did, but Russell's the man. <laughs> That's what I'm in now, right? T-shirt, shorts, no shoes and socks. So I, <laughs> music playing all the time. More of a chill guy than you'd expect. And um, he and I spoke for an hour and a half. And on um, the drive back home, they said, we want you to be Russell's funnel guy. And I called my wife. And you guys have to understand that I had been trying. I had gone through 17 business tries by that time. Over five years. Wow. And it was fail, 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 fail. Break even a little bit. Fail, fail, fail. 17 tries. So people will say, like, Stephen, I tried. It didn't work. And I'm like, got no sympathy. I've got empathy because I've been there. But I'm not feeling sorry for you. Okay, You lean into that. And uh, it took me 17 tries and then another 17 funnels before one exploded and uh, uh, personally. Um, and I was like, man, I got to keep the hustle. So I got up at 5 a.m. every day, rode a bike because we didn't have money for another car, rode a bike into click funnels, miles, okay, quite a ways. And from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., I would just, you know, build my own stuff. <laughs> then when he'd come at nine, I'd work from him to nine to six, go back, ride my bike, you know, ee, 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 riding that bike back home and uh, hang out with the family for a couple hours, put the kids to sleep. And then I'd work on my own stuff again from like 10 to midnight, sleep five hours, wake up at five. And that's what I did for about the first eight months. And uh, so I finally, I was already a good funnel builder, but I was trying to figure out my thing, you know? Mm. And, um, uh, that's kind of how it happened. And I remember that first big hit that happened. It was making a thousand bucks a week and, um, not like crazy amounts of money, but for us, dude, that changed our lives. And it, it, I got the taste of it and I was like, Oh crap, I can't not taste this anymore. And after a while I was like, dude, Russell, I think I got to leave click funnels, man. And he goes, I get it, which was super cool that he said that. And, uh, and I left click funnels. I stopped that product, but I left click funnels with no products, no funnel, nothing. And, um, uh, that first month did 59 grand and 13 months in did my first million seven months after that next million. And then, uh, uh, a day later did one and a half. And, uh, it's, it's, it's just a pattern, you know, but most people I teach it and then they're like, I can't hack that. Cause I'm not willing to go through 17 tries. And I'm like, well, it's been 34 now <laughs> lean in son. <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking anyway, of that, I just bit. talked a lot, but that's basically what happened. 30,000 of you <laughs> straight up. That was, I mean, that was extremely valuable right there. And I'm, I'm sure our listeners learned a lot just from that, but I want to, I want to bounce back to that, that 17 and then those 34 tries, because like you said, man, a lot of people approach me and they're like, I tried it. It didn't work. And I'm like, you tried it one time. Like you gotta, you gotta step up to bat a couple times before you can expect anything uh, realistically. So 100%. why, why'd you stick with funnels that long? I mean, why after 17 like fails, why didn't you try something else? You know, what's interesting is, um, I remember the first, remember the first few tries I went through, I didn't know anything about funnels and I knew a little bit about sales. I, I knew I needed to learn to be a salesman. So I was like, you know, my mentality has always been like, put me in coach, sure. just put me at right. So I wanted to go learn sales in the toughest environment I could. And so I did, I was a door to door salesman for two summers, which sucks by the way, but I learned and learned to learn until finally I got good. Um, and 
I realized after that, that second summer was over and I went, and I was like, I want to keep in this because this is a skill set that's actually paying me, not what I'm learning in college. And I was like, so I'm going to go do telemarketing. So, which also sucks. <laughs> I was a telemarketer, but I was doing this on purpose because like pressure creates amazing systems. You know, it's like a diamond, like, but most people aren't willing to feel the pressure. Like, no, oh, I'll feel the pressure. And then when they do, they're like, they back out of it. They're like, well, I'll just go get a job. It's like, man, no, it, it was when I started building, when I saw funnels for some reason, I just knew that that was the answer and I was willing to suck in order to be good. And, um, most people aren't like, I'm going to go try this one, man. I'm going to go try this thing. Then they do it once. I'm like, man, <laughs> go get a job or sack up a little bit. Like you got this, you know, like move forward. It's okay to feel the burn, feel the burn. Um, and what usually happens is this. So I've coached almost 30,000 people now in this process and, uh, you know, over the last four years. And, um, and I'm, this is usually what happens. I go teach a model, you know, and, and like someone watching or listening, they're like, I want a funnel. I don't care what it is you go do. Whatever it is, just go after it, get after it, you know. And you start going towards this thing and there's two things that happens. The first is that you're going to learn the model. Like if I'm going to go be an Olympic skier, there's a form to be an Olympic skier. You know, if I'm going to be a swimmer, like I got, there's a certain way to do right. The, the crawl or whatever. And there's a certain way you're going to learn the form of the thing. But the second thing that always happens, and this is no different for funnels as I'm coaching people and I'm teaching them, you know, the form for funnels and the form for how to put it together and the Olympic styles of this and that there's this conversation that goes on inside their head. And what they start doing is they start saying like, this is so cool. And they feel a little bit of progress. This is so cool. And they feel a little bit of progress. And then as soon as the progress gets a little bit harder to earn and it plateaus a little bit, they're like, well, this is not that cool. Like, wait, wait a second, wait a second. And then it plateaus for a while. I'm like, I don't know if I'm progressing. Oh crap. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. Look, I have ADHD. Oh, look, I'm dyslexic. Woo. Oh, look, I've tried, I've failed all these things in the past. And what they do is they hold everything else up that they've gone through as a, as a reason, as this logical reason to exit trying. And they look to me as the coach to say, but Steven, I have ADHD. Steven, I'm dyslexic. Steven, look at all the other tries. But Steven, this is not a good time for me and my family right now to try this. Steven, and I always want to tell like, knock, knock, knock. The moons never align, right? <laughs> and by the way, like, those are superpowers, man. It's not a hindrance like society says. Um, I was sitting in front of this counselor once and um, I, was going through, I was going through a hard time, which is okay. You know, you don't have to front like everything's okay all the time, you know? And, and so I was going through a hard time and I was going through some counseling and my wife was with me as we were only been married probably like a year, year and a half, two years. And, um, and this counselor goes, Stephen, you ever been tested for ADHD? And I lost my crap. <laughs> I was like, who are you to tell me that something is wrong with me? You know, I was like super mad about it. Don't you dare, right? right, right, right because I didn't want to feel like something was disqualifying me from my goals. And so I, I, I was mad. And he's like, he, I could see he was almost like a little bit feared. I got the fire in the eyes, you know, I was super mad. And, uh, and he's like, just go take this test come back next week and we'll go through it to see if you do. That's all I'm asking right now. And I was like, you know, and my wife 
was sitting there. She's like, just take the test. I was like, all right, fine. So Superman, I was sitting there, I was taking the test and he's like, he's going through it. And I hand it back the next week and the guy could just see that I was going to stab him with my eyeballs, you know, which are already big. And I was like, Superman. And he leaves out the room, takes my results, comes back in after a while and he goes, you don't have ADHD. You just have a lot of symptoms of it. And I was like, isn't that how you decide when someone has a disease? Like, <laughs> so I was like, oh, I don't know if I do or don't, whatever. But the point is, I started holding that as this whip. And I started hitting myself. And it became the reason why I believed I couldn't be an entrepreneur. Oh, I might have ADHD, but I don't really know. I don't know, in a briefcase, I can't be professional. That was one of them. Stupid, but so is what everyone else is saying to themselves. Right? Oh, man, Stephen, you're not this. I got kicked out of my first semester of college. I had to go wait four years, learn how to learn, and come back in. And I did quite well after that. But like, it, those, that became a whip. Right? I don't qualify. Don't qualify. Don't qualify. Don't qualify. I was 35% body fat in high school. I had to learn a ton. I, have to, I had to lose a ton of weight. I was crazy afraid of speaking to people so much so there's almost a clinical level of it where I would see somebody and I would walk the other way so I wouldn't have to talk to them especially adults okay there's no way I would do a podcast there's no way I would do this right now this has only been a big change in the last four four years and so like I know I'm on totally on a rant right now but I just want everyone who's listening or learning this now is like you're gonna have crap that happens but because I had that crap the first step I had to do was look at it and become honest with it. Steven, you're not that fat. No kid. Right. Son, kid, you were fat. Be honest with it. Stop sugarcoating it. Steven, you weren't that dumb. Like you got kicked out of college, man. You are book dumb. And that is okay to say, but we're like, no, let's stroke the ego. It's okay. Like, no, no progress happens without honesty. Right. I, and I had to have a look in the mirror and say like, dude, you're dumb learn how to learn, learn how to learn. And I started learning how to learn and almost got straight A's when I went back into college, right? Learned how to lose weight. And I love lifting now. And I went and I did a bunch of sprint tries, right? All of these, this is 100% part of entrepreneurship because I can teach the model all day long. I can teach the form, but everyone who's moving towards it, they start going, they start going, they start going. And then they start using these, the whips that they haven't gotten rid of yet. Well, the model must not work. No, man, you don't qualify to do it yet. You got to do some self-talk, right? Do some work on you and understand that you're not being honest with yourself yet. And that is 100% a part of the game. And I wanted to not believe that it was for so long, but it is, it is unless like the business only grows to the level that you do always. Anyway, mm. so I keep a coin on my desk that says uh, the obstacle is the way. Obstacle is the way. And on the back says, uh, the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. And it's so true. So I have, a, I have obstacles that I write on a board over there, questions, issues, right, problems. And I try to think which one of them to go solve and, um, and just tack them. Don't do it all once. You'll kill yourself. Right? Just choose one at a time. But uh, anyway, that's, that's 100%, uh, I believe, part of the game and why I love entrepreneurship. You have to grow in order to play the entrepreneur game. Mm. So, 
Stephen, that was ridiculously powerful. I'm extremely grateful for you and your time and you choosing to spend it here on Young Smart Money. Uh, where can our listeners go if they want to follow up with you, learn more about what you're doing and connect further? I appreciate it, man. If uh, um, They can go to uh, stevejlarson.com. It's kind of a hub for everything. Sweet. I'll link that up in the show notes as well. Do you have any last uh, parting thoughts, words of wisdom, or anything you want to leave the listeners with here today? You're the man, dude. Wish I was doing what, uh, what you are at your age. It's cool. Uh, this is awesome stuff and, uh, everyone just get at it. You know, um, don't worry. Don't worry about whatever happens. Just, just keep moving forward. Losing is kind of made up failure. is kind of made up it's all stepping stone. I wouldn't be doing what I am without those 34 tries. So just get after it. And you guys got it. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure, Steven. Awesome, man. Bada bing, bada boom. That is a wrap, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this last episode of Young Smart Money. If you did, you know what to do. Um, drop us a five-star review on iTunes. It would mean the world to me. I literally run on reviews like they are the fuel that goes into my body and gets me jazzed up, fired up every single morning. So if you take the time, literally it's like five seconds to drop a review. If you're in the podcast app, literally just go to Young Smart Money, scroll all the way down past all the episodes at the very bottom. There'll be a section that says write a review. If you could drop me all of your thoughts, all of your questions, all your comments, all your concerns. I would love to read those. I read each and every one of them. Um, and I really do take them all to heart. So that would mean a ton if you could do that. Otherwise, um, if you guys are wondering how I make money on the show, because if you all notice, I don't put sponsors on the podcast. I don't believe in that. I don't want to waste your time listening to some ad about Squarespace or whatever they're promoting these days on the podcast. And I've been approached by plenty of sponsors, believe me, but they all get shown where the door is because that's not what I believe in. But I am still able to monetize this podcast, turn it into a consistent five figures per month of income. If you guys are wondering how I do that, um, I put together a free cheat sheet for y'all. It's a little bit more than a cheat it's kind of like an ebook it's like 20 some pages long where i laid out the 16 methods that i use to monetize my podcast so if you guys are interested in that i'm um, again completely free just head over to applecriter.com slash cheat sheet that's applecriter.com slash cheat sheet and you can download that completely for free cheat sheet is all one word uh, don't ask me to spell it though because i will probably mess up so guys applecriter.com slash cheat sheet for the free cheat sheet how i'm able to monetize my podcast consistently five figures per month off of that um, I really am passionate about podcasting and I want to teach y'all how to do it because I see these guys making videos on YouTube teaching you like the, the bare minimum the basics the stuff that nobody like needs to actually learn um, but it's, it's that advanced stuff it's how to actually make money doing this without having to put sponsors on your show that I think is really truly valuable so that's why I wanted to share that with y'all so guys again absolutely free to download link will also be in the show notes for this episode otherwise I hope you guys have an absolutely wonderful rest of your day wherever it leads you and I'm glad you decided to spend the last hour here with us on Young smart money.